You are now tuning into Love Frequency, where love grows. So let's go. Thank you for checking in before you check out. Hi, I'm Naya, your host and favorite love advocate, and welcome to the podcast where love grows. What do I mean by that? Love Frequency is a podcast where honest self-reflection meets that much-needed conversation you've been avoiding with yourself. So get comfortable, baby. Take your shoes off, sit back, relax, and enjoy this salt water. Because here at Love Frequency, we believe when you know, you grow. And if you didn't know, we often take the podcast questions off air and on the social media. So don't forget to give me a follow. You can find us on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And coming soon, I know we've been talking about it for a while, YouTube, because we are expanding our reach. And not only that, I just received notification that we have achieved our 5,000th download, which means my episodes have been listened to 5,000 times. I mean, that's, that's huge, huge. I'm setting bigger goals. I be thinking small when I got to think big, bitch. I'm thinking small. Got to think big. 5,000 is still a lot, but I've been doing this podcast for a couple years now. It should be 500,000. So here we go. Here we go. Team no excuses. But we are celebrating our small successes along the way. Do you hear me? Church announcements? I ain't got none for y'all. I have no new updates. I have this last half of the year been living life personally in slow motion, intentionally. While I really do feel at peace and on pause right now, I'm also overflowing. I mean, ooey, gooey, drippy, sticky, deliciously, mm, overwhelmingly celebrating life. And people can feel that shit on me. I know I vibrate it. I know I am glowing with it. And with that, I am hungry to make beautiful connections and meet amazing people and build family and culture in the places I go. And so I have. I'm not in a place anymore where I have to run from my thoughts. I am, however, constantly learning from my thoughts. And that has been an amazing place to be. So while some of you are preparing for your villain error, while some of you have already been sitting in the karma of your villain error, I believe I'm in my me error and it's expanding. And I don't know what's next because honestly, to learn to love when you're outside of a hurt space, when you're so used to loving inside of hurt, it feels different. It feels new. And I used to be scared of it. Now it's kind of exciting because I get to unlearn a lot and learn new things. And if you know me, one thing you know is I love a good experience. I love, love, love that of all the things to do in life, that I choose to look at life through the beauty, even amid the ugly. I love my peace. I love this time of pause. And as I come out of this season, because I do feel myself fighting to get back to my purpose, 
then everything will unfold in the time it's supposed to. And part of it sounds like I'm making fucking excuses. It really does. But that's not it. That's not it. I was the type of person that would miss, for example, a podcast deadline and fuck if I'm not sick and ashamed. And my mind is so extremely powerfully incorrect. It creates short stories in the matter of five seconds with very little information, but the story has so much detail. You think it's real. I don't know if I'm the only one like this. So the training one must fucking do to pull yourself out of a space of thinking that everyone and everything is against you or attacking you or judging you. That takes work, baby. So I understand that sometimes the shit I say sounds real flighty, real dizzy sometimes. Like, what is this woman on? Talking about you out here looking at the trees and shit because I am. I don't even just look at them motherfucker, I talk to the trees. You hear me? Because it has been the complete opposite, the complete antithesis of what I am used to. And just because it ain't real for you don't mean it's not real for others. So yes, I'm talking about it. I'm celebrating it. I'm saying it in this way with these words and moving the way I'm moving because for years I didn't know how. For years, I fucking didn't have a clue. Do you hear me? So that's where I am. I'm allowing things to unfold as they need to. But also, no, I'm eating during this time. I am taking in so much. Nothing but celebrations over here. That's what's going on with me. I want to know now. You know how we do. This is the time of the show where I ask you about you. What kind of relationship would this be without a little reciprocity? You know, you give me a little bit of time to vent, to share with you, and I thank you for that. I truly do appreciate you for listening, for tapping in. But what about you? If you are new to Love Frequency, this is the time of the show where we get to pause and be self-reflective and really check to see where we are. If you are not familiar with the Love Frequency meter, if you check the show notes of this episode, I will leave a previous episode where we broke down exactly what each level means and how we use it to identify where we are. Before we make irrational decisions, specifically when it comes to how we love ourselves. So on a love frequency scale of one to five, how are you doing? How have you been? Baby, how is your spirit? And exhale. Let's jump right into this conversation because I've been waiting to expand and to give my answer and a couple of you have been asking. What are three practical things that you need when it comes to somebody loving you? Oh, I like questions that make you think. And this one says... I want you to think about you and what you need in love and not external to you and what you're seeking in love. And I think that's a dope place to start for real. I don't think many of us are starting at that place. 
were starting at the space of what had happened and what could happen instead of what do I want? So that's where I took the question. And the word practical was so important to this conversation. When we look at the term practical, you know me, I had to run and look it up. That's the basis of where most of my processing comes from is looking at the definition and then building off of that. And so when I looked up practical, essentially what I pulled from that is, we're not talking theories, Naya. We're not talking poetically. How do you feel? How does love make you feel? Or what potential you see in love? What sounds good? You know what I mean? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, is there a such thing as one looking at this question from a practical place? And two, if so, what does that look like? So here's what I came up with, y'all. My first one is of the three things that I need when it comes to somebody loving me. First is to understand your emotional intelligence. So that way I can understand what level of emotional safety I feel. And that is something that can be tested. We're going to come back to that. The second thing that I would need would be trust. But trust as defined by the trust quotient, and we'll get into that a little bit later. I am in corporate America. It's my nine to five. And a lot of the philosophies or ideas that I'm going to be sharing today came from workshops or um, learning that I did while on the job. So I I love the crossover. Hey, I'm all for dual purpose. So I'm going to break down the trust quotient here in a little bit. And the third thing is conscious collaboration. And in that order. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sticking to that one. And I'll explain why. So emotional safety. And this is where we are going to gauge your emotional intelligence, your EQ. So let's start with the definition of emotional safety. This is when we are establishing trust with another person and we feel safe enough to be open and vulnerable with them. To put it simply, emotional safety is feeling secure enough to truly express yourself with someone and show up as your most authentic self. For me, That is so incredibly important. So I think because of this, it's important to know where you and your partner are emotionally. Think about that, boo. So you're in a connection with somebody and you're asking possibly more than they can give. Do you know where their emotional intelligence sits? Do you know how likely they are to be receptive to the things that you need? For many of us, this is something we've never considered. And yet we get in connections where we're asking people to be more than who they already are. I am going to leave a link in the show notes, but you can probably Google numerous different emotional intelligent tests. I would encourage that you know where your EQ sits, baby. The second one was trust but as defined by the trust quotient. The trust quotient is at the, think of a fraction. And the numerator is equal parts, credibility plus reliability plus intimacy over self-orientation. Credibility 
has to do with the words we speak. Reliability has to do with actions. So being credible isn't enough. You can speak a good game, baby, and many of you, boy, that's your gift. But I also need you to show up. I need your actions and your words to align. That, right, is building trust, and that's typically where we stop. But let's add intimacy. This refers to the safety or security that we feel when entrusting someone with something. So this kind of goes back to emotional intelligence. I need to know your capacity to be able to hold something. And in this case, it's this connection. It's my heart. So just to catch you up, we have credibility plus reliability plus intimacy over self-orientation. And self-orientation speaks particularly to where is our focus? Are you in a connection with somebody, but you're not there in present moment? Do you have the time to devote, to invest into this connection? Are you willing to make the time to devote and invest in this connection? So that's breaking down everything on the trust quotient, but what does that mean to the question? Well, there is a test. So I'm going to include that link as well in the show notes so you can see for yourself, where is your trust quotient? Where does it lie? Because again, this is an opportunity for you to see areas where you're really strong and areas where you're not so strong. I promise you there are going to be aha moments when you do this test and you are going to sit back and go, you know what? This is why these patterns show up, boy. This one right here was the one. Um, So right now, I think when we're looking at the definition of practical, things that we can actually measure, if we look at emotional intelligence, which can be tested through an EQ test, and then the trust, as defined by the trust quotient, we got two things that we can measure, right? Two things that we can test and get results back to give us a baseline to work on and improve. And finally, the third thing that I need when it comes to someone loving me, the third practical thing I need when it comes to someone loving me is conscious collaboration. And conscious collaboration is simply a mindset that triggers intentional behavior. The reason this is so important to me is because have you ever been in a relationship where you were with someone, but you were all alone? Have you ever been in a partnership where you felt like you were the only one that was trying and the other person had the assumption that just their existence was enough? I am no longer under the belief that I have to try hard for someone to see me, that I have to go the extra mile for someone to give a damn. If you ain't in, you ain't in. I remember when this question was first asked of me, conscious collaboration came up because the person who asked the question was someone who I was in love with five years ago. And My first thought was, how dare you, right? How fucking dare you ask me a question this relevant, this profound, this necessary, five years after the fact. 
That was my lower self talking. That was me talking from a place of anger and fear and confusion. But when I really sat with it and allowed the question to just be the question, I didn't attach it to the person. I didn't attach it to my past. I didn't make the question personal. I just answered the question. Not only did I gain perspective by answering it, but I also gained closure. Because after I had an opportunity to answer that question, I was also able to look and reflect and realize that everything I say I need, they can't give. Dear love, I feel like so many of us are right now so tired of the bullshit and we are on to some new shit. Welcome to the season of me. Fuck a villain era. You don't want to touch that. You don't want to take all this good work you're doing, this good processing you're doing, and give it up because you're tired. Take that exhaustion and turn it around and make sure that you're intentional with the things that you say you you want. But first, that starts with you being a reflection of that shit. Are you the love that you seek? Are you the love that you seek? And if you're not, what you going to do about it? Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in again for another good episode. And I hope you really liked the episode. Tell me what your thoughts are on my three things that I need when it comes to somebody loving me. See, my three things may not be your three things. I do want to shout out everybody who participated online on socials. Y'all really showed up and showed out and really gave thought to the things that you need. So I'm really interested. What are your thoughts on the things that I say I need? Am I off? You think I'm missing something? It really don't matter what you think. I'm still going to do what I want to do. You know that. But I'm still interested for conversation's sake. (laughs) Um, This one was good. This one was healing for me. This one was necessary. And I love this question so much because of what it did for me. So I thought I'd share it with y'all. And if you're not already following Love Frequency on all social media platforms, I'm going to need you to do so now. And while you're in the giving mood, go ahead and share this episode with one person you know that needs to check in before they check out. Until next time, I love you.